0: Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot inbound and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. Ready, spot, go. And that's right, we're back with another episode of The Spot. But hey, this one's a little bit different, a little bit weird, a little bit strange. No, wait, never mind. That's all of our episodes. But but I will say, I will say it is a little different because we have a guest appearance, uh, Julie could not make it. I think she may have been getting her leather jacket uh, re-detailed with sequins or be dazzled or something. But we do have Dan Moyle, who actually has a leather jacket right beside him to throw on to be Julie today. So Dan, let's actually start out by just give the audience, the viewers, the listeners, he's like, yeah, this jacket is going to be hot. I'm taking it's it too off. small. Just uh, just give the viewers and listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you come from, uh, and then we'll hop into the actual like conversation of the day for the spot.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's funny that you introduced as this is the weird episode, and you're like, here's Dan. Um, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm Dan. Uh, I work for Impulse Creative. I am right now, uh, my title would be HubSpot Specialist, but I'm basically, uh, I've been working in HubSpot since 2010. Since before, like, you know, anybody knew who they were, and have been uh, building stuff in HubSpot for different companies. Uh, I'm now, of course, two years into the agency world, and I love it. I love being a a partner. Um, I have been doing marketing for that long. Uh, I've typically been a marketer, a writer, a video creator, and now, of course, a podcaster as well. And I help our clients. I'm one of the onboarding people, I teach people how to use HubSpot. What else do I do? I guess about yeah, it. Yeah, you're the you're the boring content guy. I'm the boring no, content guy. That's true. No. That's true. I had yeah my my inbound speeches were how to how to do inbound marketing if your industry is boring, screw sexy, Stand- be helpful. Standing room
2: only, and yep. had to redo it. He was the first one at inbound yep. where they did a you know on the spot. Hey, can you do it again? And if I remember correctly, Dan, the second one was standing room only, and you ended up doing it a surprise third time. So man, like yeah. you That's were gonna, right. and I was. Right. I, I got I got to sit next to him at that inbound. So I was I was pretty pleased yeah. with that. Yeah. You know yeah. I did you know that listeners. you don't work for Basecamp because you can't wear that shirt if you oh, work for Basecamp. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, like, man! Yeah man! Mm. Yeah
1: shade.
0: So like uh, like like I said, this is just a typical uh, podcast episode that we have. But but Dan is here's the thing. Like he's humble, but he is a little bit like HubSpot famous. Like I remember when it was like the first inbound that I went to and I saw the, you know, uh, Dan was on video for like the use case case study. I was like, oh, how do I get myself on one of those? That would be fun. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it's fun because he's not boring, but teaching people how not to be boring in content is like a jam for sure. So let's do this. We're going to dive in because we have a limited amount of time. Uh, and so do you as a viewer listener, and we're going to start out by asking a question of the four of us. What is your, and, and by the way, like every other episode, there's a method to our madness. There's a reason we're starting out this way to what we're going to get to and talk about today, but what is your favorite HubSpot tool and why the why is important. So I don't know who wants to go first, but what's your favorite HubSpot tool and why
2: pipelines? Cause I get to go closed one. Mm. come on that's cha-ching. a joke i'm just being i'm just being a, just being no, no. a sales guy here you are a, a sales guy, sales guy. <laughs> you're being a sales
0: guy on the show you want the cha-ching moment like you're the jerry Maguire of the
2: spot show me the Sh- money like, that's right baby cuba, yeah. cuba Gooding jr baby right there they you'd be surprised how often i get confused with cuba
1: you are a handsome man i can see that
2: face made for radio so for real doug
0: is that your favorite tool in
2: hubspot no workflows workflows
0: okay so why why is workflows
2: uh, what, we're, what we've been able to do with workflows, what I'm able to do now, and, and with with just so much ease, you know, one, one of our core principles whenever we're implementing any type of technology is the business process has to drive the technology. And the number one reason that technology doesn't deliver the results that it was bought to deliver is because far too often, the technology ends up driving or at best restricting the business process. And what workflows enables you to do is to really customize what's happening, so that it really becomes that accelerator. Um, which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's why you're using a CRM instead of spreadsheets.
1: Like Doug, favorite HubSpot tools or workflows. Um, I, as as a marketer, I've used Hub, I've used HubSpot's workflows to do lead nurturing workflows, emails. Right. Super simple. Send this email. Wait a few days. Send an email. Wait a few days. If they click on something, do this. If they don't, do that. Send a notification to the sales team. Send a notification to me to go check it. I've loved that. Now, I'm learning more and more. And I've been using HubSpot for ten years. I'm learning more and more the power of workflows and how you can do stuff. Like I used to just use it for quick tasks, like change the lifecycle stage. If anybody who does this to that, okay, do boom, we're done. Cool, that was easy. Um, but now. Especially now, it's like, oh, we can get really complicated, and I know we're going to get into that. But that's I have really gotten into workflows in the last few months.
0: Yeah, put a pin in that because he almost gave away the bacon of the like the rest (laughs) of the episode. Max, what's your favorite HubSpot tool? I can't wait for this, by the way, because I I I saw a little hidden secret. But what's your favorite uh, HubSpot tool and why?
3: So mine is. Let me let me give the obvious nod to like yeah workflows is, is kang workflows is amazing.
2: He he just but, said we're lazy everybody. I just want you to know that <laughs> no, he said he no, chose no. the lazy one. Okay, no let's hope, no let's no. It, Max,
3: all I'm saying is that I I wanna I wanna shed some light on a tool that I think is very underutilized, and that is playbooks. Playbooks is like this hidden gem in HubSpot that I think a lot of people don't really really understand but can be super, super powerful, depending on how creative you are with it. You know, the reason I really like it is because like the death of any CRM is like bad data, right? Um, you know, garbage in garbage out. And if we think of like something that salespeople or service reps are doing all the time is they're taking notes on calls. They're taking notes on meetings. They're, you know, taking notes on cases, whatever it may be. And like, people do that in very different ways, right? Some people take very detailed notes. Some people format their notes very nicely. Um, Some people update properties when they need to be updated. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just leave that information in notes, right? And what can happen is that when you have a whole bunch of different people doing that in very different ways, it makes it very difficult for other folks to go look at that records and digest that information on the timeline or or look at the information that's in the properties and make a lot of sense of it, right? So I think playbooks are really cool because they solve a lot of like different issues. And when you pair them with workflows, you can do even cooler stuff in the background without anyone even like knowing, right? So for example, um, you know, with the, the most basic use of playbooks is like, you can go ahead and like structure the way people take notes. That's great but then you can also like put specific answers that people can give and they update contact properties automatically. That's even cooler. Right. Um, and this is great. Whether you're like scaling up a sales team or like getting people um, you know, uh, into doing their job faster, or you simply just want to use it for call scripts or to line out a process. It can do like a, a million different things depending on how creative you are with it. So I think playbooks kind of always deserves a nod in my book and I'm going to make a video about it soon. Cause I'm, I'm jazzed on playbooks.
0: I'll yeah. watch that video. I'll watch Hell that yeah. video for sure. Uh, Doug, you 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 were relatively quiet during that. I was like watching you. Are you all right over there? No, I'm good. It's his favorite. I oh, okay. okay. I like, okay. I like okay. playbooks. Yeah. Okay.
2: I like playbooks. It's 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 up there. I think it gets misused a lot.
0: Oh, okay. you know, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It misused because I think people are confused, like how Max started it out. It's like underutilized because people don't truly understand well, the power or how to get started
2: with it. Well, you know, but part of the problem is if you use it the way that it was built to be used, it's not very effective. If you use it in a way that it wasn't built to be used, that's where the power comes. That's part of where the that
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think you could say that about almost every HubSpot tool, to be honest with you. Like I love flipping things on its head. Like for instance, I'm, I'm going to, I might throw out a shocker because my favorite one isn't workflows. Now, do I think workflows is powerful? Yes. Um, do I think that it's vitally important to streamlining processes, you know, having great data, doing some nerdy stuff that we're going to talk about okay. here later in the show? Yes. But mm-hmm. my favorite tool, And I think it's because I'm fighting a good fight. I think there's a battle that in myself, I'm like, people are thinking about this in a really interesting way. And they don't understand the power is at their hands. My favorite tool is actually HubSpot Forms. Mm. And the reason I love HubSpot Forms so much is because it takes what people take at face value as a first name, last name, email, job title, company name, and a conversion – And if you, again, flipping the tool on its head, if you treat it like it's a conversation starter, if you teach them the tools that are in there like cued fields and progressive profiling and hidden fields that actually allow you to automate your process without needing to go into workflows, and ask specific questions based on the first question they answered, so it's specificity and context, like forms can be the jam. And when I teach like my forms training and our HubSpot onboarding, people are like, oh my God, like I wanna do everything different. And I'm like, great, we have, we have success, successfully won today's battle when it comes to that a form is a conversation starter, not just a simply marketing conversion point. With that said, why the heck are we talking about HubSpot tools? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you might have heard or maybe not have heard HubSpot has released a new hub, which is exactly what the world needed. <laughs> maybe. No, I really do. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Operations Hub has been released to the world. And so we're going to talk about it today. Doug, you look like you're in pain right now. Are you okay, my friend? I'm great. If you're listening to this episode, you have to go watch the episode and please tweet me out if I'm reading Doug right or wrong this entire, like, I just feel like Doug's like, what the heck is going on today? Okay. So we're going to talk about that
2: every day, George. (laughs) So
0: we're going to talk about the operations hub and I will let everybody know, listening uh, or viewing, uh, we have 20 plus resource links for you in this episode show notes. We, we went crazy because we figured after this conversation, you may want to dive in. We've got a bunch of links from uh, imaginellc.com. We've got some links from impulsecreative.com. We've got a bunch of HubSpot links in there. But after this, if you're like, oh, I, I really should know more about the operations hub, then you're going to be able to dive in. So here's where I want to start. Max, uh, Doug, Dan, like when you heard about or found out about or started to play with the operations hub, uh, what was your kind of first thought with it?
3: I wish I had this when I was an implementation specialist. I can't tell you how many times that I, I had the conversation with marketers about, Oh, this person didn't capitalize their first name. Can we go and capitalize all the first names? And I was like, uh, I mean, you could write like an API that could do it and like all this stuff. And it was just a painful conversation to have. So when I was kind of getting the rundown from one of the product managers and they came across that feature, I was like, oh, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, 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 let's be clear here though, before we go too far down the path that o- Operations Hub is an additional hub, which means it's an additional cost to, 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 to talk about this feature. So, so when we talk about I wish I had that. I just want to make sure because it kind of sounds like, oh, I can do that now. No, no, you can't unless you add operations hub and and there's mm-hmm. there's aspects of cleaning that you can do. But so just let's make sure that there's oh, no yeah. misunderstanding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without oh. a doubt, viewers, listeners, you need to know that we're talking about anywhere from another free amount. Another starter amount or another pro amount, we're, which the pro is like eight hundred bucks.
2: We're talking eight hundred dollars because yep. the only thing that you get in free and, and starter is you get you get a data you get data sync. Yeah. Um in essence uh, get an I pass with it right now works with twenty-five um applications. Yes. Well mm-hmm.
0: latest data 30. But is it more up to, to come soon. More to come yeah, okay. soon. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, which is good, which good point. And and by the way. As we're talking about this again dive into links, there is a master class Dan was part of the uh, operations hub masterclass. there's a link for that you can dive in. we talk about free versus starter versus pro in there. Um, which we probably might as we did just now talk more about that as we go, but I agree with you, um, Doug, probably the rest of this conversation is like literally talking about the pro all the things in pro or whatever, and, and kind of our thoughts around that, but, but initial thoughts, when you got a chance to dive in, look under the hood and work with it, Max, you said, uh, data formatting and you were like, oh, which was kind of sexy for a second, but, uh,
1: but Dan and Doug, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, my, my initial thought was, whoa, cool. A new hub. And then I looked at it and went, yeah but a lot of this is already kind of there like and and then and then i was confused because it it isn't in like a a navigation right it's little things throughout the hubs that you can have access to if you like doug said have the the you know the big version you can get everything so i'm i'm still like i I, look i'm a huge hubspot fan i don't have a tattoo but almost that level of hubspot fan i thought you Um, did well so So, so I go on before. (laughs) That's all right. So one of the inbounds, a friend and I, when we came, we got henna tattoos and this was before like, yeah, anyway. So we, we got henna to like, have, have fun with it. We, we were going to the next year come as our buyer personas and being a marketer, I would have been marketing Mary. And so that would have been fun. But anyway, um, I didn't, I did not know this about you, Dan. I did not know this about you. So. I'm a big hubspot fan, but I also feel like there are times when I go, wait, HubSpot, what do you like? Wait, what? Why this thing? And so I love the fact that we have this operations idea that we're gonna operationalize, have you know, data sync between all these different silos instead of tearing them down? We get to build these bridges. Like, I love this stuff, right? And also, you know, why are we taking webhooks away from standard and putting it into this really expensive thing? Why are we doing that like? So, so it's a little bit confusing at times. So I'm still kind of going like, yeah, we, I taught the HubSpot Master, the Operations Hub Masterclass, but let's be honest, I did more of the intro stuff than the teaching because I'm still learning this stuff. It's huge. It's massive. And it's really, I'm very excited about it. I will say that. So my first, candidly, my first
2: reaction, I don't get it. That was my first response. I don't get it. Mm. You know, I, I I did a review on it. I, I, I think that there's, I, I think the features have, have, some potential, um, though. Though I think that there's there's a caveat that I'll get to in a minute. You know, then after I got past the I don't get it, it was okay. This is addressing aspects that were missing in the product. You know, they 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 they've been vulnerabilities and and missing components in the product, and it felt with, you know, with the exception of of programmable workflows, the ability to to custom code and do those things that you know that, that that's a definite add on. Though, though it also introduces a, you know, a new level of confusion. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how can you say you have a marketing automation product, but if you want to do automation, right, if you want to do full automation, now you have to have this other thing. Um, so, like, I think it, I mean, I said in my review, it's an add-on, it's not a hub. Like, I, I, I worry that, that we're degrading what it means to be a hub. Right. And, and I think, you know, some of the features are an add-on and, um, we created a meme in my review where, cause someone asked me the question, well, what's the difference between an add-on and a hub? And, and the answer is about $600 a month. Boom. Um,
3: and,
2: and, and so, you know, and, 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 I don't, I don't mean to get too inside baseball, but you know, if you're at, if you're at a pro level, I totally get that these features are, are, are absolute pluses, but, but these are features that should be in an enterprise product. And, and so if you're out there, you know, so if I'm a customer, if I've got 150 salespeople on sales enterprise and I got 40 people on service and I've got marketing enterprise that, I mean, candidly, that func that functionality should, should be existing um, in the product. I think my fear about, um, programmable workflows is they're very powerful. Um, and if you use them in the right places, they're, they're going to be great. 99.7% of HubSpot users in my last analysis um, aren't utilizing workflows fully and correctly. So it's kind of like, hey, why don't you use what you have better? Um, you now begin to break the, the play. You know, HubSpot is a tool that you do not need to be an IT person to manage Um, when you bring in programmable workflows that changes. So it it, it not only changes the build out, it also changes the management and implementation because as you start building out more and more workflows, managing workflow conflicts and things like that. And, you know, things break all the time. Now the person, you know, the level that you need to be able to go in, diagnose, to manage those things that, you know, it raises that game. So you're introducing complexity. Which, which is great when, when complexity is needed, but a lot of times we jump to complexity because it feels easier. We, 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 we hit a roadblock in, in how to do this. And some person goes, Oh, well, I can just code that. Right. And, and so, so they go and they code that. Well, now that's, that's a little bit different. Um, and you know, maybe that wasn't the best way. And maybe the reason that there was a roadblock wasn't actually, the automation issue, maybe it was actually a business process issue. And, and if you had thought through the business process further, like that's the danger of custom objects, right? You jump to a custom object and before you know it, you know, you've got custom object anarchy. So, so you're, you're introducing the, these levels. And then the last point that I would have, and and I don't mean to be like overly negative, but they, they launched automations. Basically what they did was they launched automations. Right. Automations does not equal operations. And 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 so it, it, it further right now at least it further um, ambiguifies that's a new word I just made up. What is what is revenue operations. Right. You know the the problem right now is revenue operations is 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 you know whatever somebody wants it to be, you know, which is you know what's account based marketing. I don't know whatever you want to call account based marketing. You know that, and 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 that's one of the reasons why I think those things. You know, they lose. You know, they gain a lot of hype, and then they and then they lose their power. And so, you know, again, I think that there's I think that there's promise there, but it it doesn't really um, it 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 did it didn't feel right candidly.
0: Yeah, I so here's the thing, Doug. I I know and love you, and so I have baked into our outline a, a way in a couple minutes for you to be positive about Thank this you. because because I knew like we were going to have to have the other side. But but here's the thing. We're not afraid to call a spade a spade. And and I'm going to tell you, when I first got into the operations, hub, I was confused and I've been using HubSpot since 2012. And it took me a while to kind of diagnose like, oh, this is where you find the things. And this is where you here are the things. And even through building the master class, it was like, oh, crap. Like, I totally forgot to talk about custom coded bots like that's actually like a part of this, like. Oh, okay. Well, why, how did I miss that for so long? Well, because I hadn't, you know, like whatever, like, so it was confusing to me and and Doug, I'm not going to take away anything that you said, because I agree with you on much of it, but I will say as part of what you said, the custom coded workflows and custom coded bots actually excite me from the agency side of things, because it is an an absolute thing that we'll be able to help provide people with like these more custom coded, like use cases. Like I get excited of thinking about, oh, we're gonna like use a workflow to go out to the Zillow API and pull in like square footage and number of houses and be able to like add into this like piece for different people or like different things like that. So I get excited. So A, it was confusing. B, I'm super excited and I'll say C, I think this is just the beginning of things to come, so I wouldn't get too worried, Doug, because I did an interview with David Barron, who is the PM of the actual Operations Hub. It'll come out probably next week, and he himself said two things that I think back up exactly what you said. One, he said in the interview, by all that is holy – those are my words, not his, but these are his words now – By all that is holy, like, I hope people don't just jump in and start using the tool because they need to have a strategy for what they're actually trying to do. So please think strategy, hang on, Doug, hang on, think strategy first, and then like be diving into the tool. But the other piece that he said is we're just getting started. Like this is just the beginning of what's happening. Um, And so that to me is exciting because I know this is a foundational piece of where we're moving into now. Before you can before you can dive into that, Doug, <laughs> I'm gonna pause you, and I want to go oh, into my Doug, next Doug, I can bus- feel you gonna, right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Doug is dying. Doug is dying on this episode, which is so much fun. Which is, I'm gonna keep checking on Doug. You okay? You you all right?
2: Um, but by the way, I did not know what the topic of today's uh, show was when I got up this morning. Just so everyone knows this, and yeah. I, I'm wearing my HubSpot shirt. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I love HubSpot. I want like I want there to be no bones about it. I I think you know. With, with, what they've done is tremendous. I'll circle back to some of the things that you said, but uh, you asked me to pause, so you keep can sprocket in here. the
3: frame, Doug. <laughs>
2: so, 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 viewers,
3: keep viewers... The sprocket in the frame, show the yeah, love.
2: Yeah, yeah, so viewers,
0: listeners, by the way, not showing the team what the topic was for today was on purpose, like I literally wanted to be like, okay, here's the topic, you got two hours, let's roll. And So I knew that we would get an honest conversation, which we're having right now about this. So speaking of honest conversations, the next thing is, okay, what excites you? There's gotta be at least one little piece of the Operation Hub. What excites you about this
2: new- I'm gonna, I can tell you what excites me. Like I, I, I think that the 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 custom code capability is, is flat out exciting. Um, I think that, that you're going to be able to do great things. Um, I, I, again, I think that, see, I'm a believer that constraints lead to genius, right? It's, it's the inability to do something that, that causes people to create great things. You know, if, if, if HubSpot had come out with this product seven years ago, when, when and I was where I was seven years and imagine was where we were seven years ago, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today because we would have can't we would have hired somebody to to build it out to custom design it it would have it would have followed along, um, you know, a Salesforce, you know, very Salesforce implementation type pattern. I'm going to get a little bit crazy when people are going out there saying game changer, and it's like, well, hold on a second here. Salesforce does this. Salesforce has had programmable automation you know, from the beginning of Salesforce. So, let, you know, let's not act like we, you know, invented something that didn't exist. I am I excited that it's now in HubSpot? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited by it. You know, the Parkinson's law, Parkinson's law though, says that the, the time it takes to do something is going to expand to the time that you give to do it. Which which basically, you know, it's basically if you put something in front of a person, the natural impulse is to do something with it. it it's why data has backfired so much. Is you put that in front of somebody and everyone says oh well I got to do something with data you look for something to do. The thing that scares me about custom coding is if you put this in front of somebody. And you someone begins to go, how can we use this and you begin to find lots and lots of ways to use this and 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 we know that because all you have to do is look at custom objects, you know already in some hubspot portals you look at and you go huh, what the heck, what was this person thinking? This is crazy. You take a look at Salesforce or Zoho, which is, which have had custom objects for decades. And, and literally there was a company that had um, a custom object for key contacts. And I, and I said to the, to, to the client contact, I'm like, isn't that a property? Like, yeah, our IT felt like it should, right. So you, I mean, those are the things that, that, that begin to happen. And, and yeah. yeah, I, I hear, so, so on the record, unequivocally, I think it is an absolute, an absolute positive for very advanced situations. Like, like this is some, you know, 98, 99%. I'm going to say 90% of users do not need custom coded workflows, even if it would bring these pieces of data that would have a positive because, and you know, me guys, I'm a juice for the squeeze person. If you took the time, energy and attention to, you know, to build those things in and you actually you know, built out your business process clearer. If you manage your work, you know, manage the existing workflows better, you, you, you generate far more velocity for what you're doing. And, and I will tell you, as someone who absolutely positively loves HubSpot, here's my biggest fear, right? You're not going to have in an enterprise stack. You're not going to have one product. And you can't be the best at everything. And yes, this is the beginning of, I, I'm just going to be totally transparent today. I've heard that, right? I heard that with sales hub and I think sales hub is awesome, but how many of the tools in sales hub were, Hey, we're just beginning. They're going to, they're going to come along. And how many of them haven't been touched? I heard that with target accounts. I heard that with custom objects. I heard that. And at some point, you know, adding the next thing, it gets you a lot of headlines. I totally get that. I totally understand it. But at some point, especially if you're talking about going to the enterprise market and you're talking about building mission critical front office systems, then then you've got to, you know, sometimes, sometimes the not sexy thing is actually the game changer, and that's what yeah. my fear is.
0: Yeah. So viewers and uh, listeners, let me just recap that for you. Doug is excited about custom workflows or unequivocally workflows. He's excited about custom coded workflows. That's the recap of that. Custom coded Vue- bots.
2: I, I don't I don't really use them so much, but custom coded Like custom code. Hey, I love the I love the I mean addition is awesome. I've got no problem with that and I'm and, and in the right places. It's it's a it's a multiplier. No question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dan and Max, what excites you about operations hub when you sit back and think about it?
3: Yeah. So I haven't like, I don't think I've fully baked this thought out yet, but something that I like always hear at HubSpot is like how we're trying to be the central record of truth for like a business operating system. Right. And so like, I can imagine situations where, you know, maybe you don't have a business or maybe you have a business that hasn't moved on to HubSpot yet. Right. And they have a bunch of different tools that they're using for their marketing or sales, their service. And you know what, like maybe they're happy with those tools. Sure. Eventually, maybe they want to get it all under one thing, but like they're in no rush to do that. I could see a situation now, whereas like at the current moment, all those tools maybe kind of aren't talking to each other. I think like the HubSpot CRM plus the Operations Hub, maybe that could be like the glue that actually starts to tie a lot of these systems together for companies like that, right? Where they don't want to move everybody onto one platform, at least at the current moment, or or you know they're happy using a number of different tools that they have you know, maybe now this could be the thing that helps it all talk together with things like data sync and custom workflows and, you know, adding in the custom properties and, and things like that. And again, maybe your sales, your marketing and your service people aren't working directly at a HubSpot, but their systems are talking together in a way that they weren't before. Um, so like, I think that's potentially a pretty cool thing. Uh, but also like, also I'm, I'm all about like waiting to kind of see like what's next, like what's enterprise- you know, ops hub or operations hub going to be. Yeah.
2: But yeah, but how does operations hub address that?
0: Well, no, actually. uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. I, I, and I am not by any means trying to get people to go watch the master class, but Remington bag, our fearless leader actually talks about this mindset of HubSpot actually being an integration machine now more or, or as part of hang on as part of like the crm because with things that are happening out with data sync and the, the the uh formatting of your properties not only is it cleaning in hubspot but if the sinks are set up it's cleaning your entire tech stack so it literally becomes where instead of thinking about integrating things with hubspot it's hubspot is the integration machine that's now allowing this stuff I'm doing it a disservice, but the way that he puts it was magical and I'm yeah I'm, if, I'm, I'm feeling
2: you. Max. If HubSpot is your core system, absolutely. But my question is in, in, in a scenario where I'm not really using my sales team's not using it, my marketing's using something else, this is using something else, then then basically all operations hub is is an iPad. It's a zapier.
0: Oh no. No, no, no. I, I won't. Nope. No, it's actually the exact opposite of that. If if you think about it. which I'll get to my I'll get to my thing that I love, which is where what? I'm going to lean into that. Uh, but Dave, no, I'm
2: curious. I I, I then I mean this. I'll learn
1: something. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. this, follow hey, follow, follow that, George. Screen. Do it. Uh,
0: so follow. here's the thing. The thing that I'm actually most excited about is at it actually DataSync, um, because me personally, I was able to actually use that tool for my personal CMS that I have, um, and I did the Stripe HubSpot DataSync setup. And it was super easy and it's super powerful for me to get data that I once couldn't get in there and get them to talk together and understand more about customers that I have. And so the thing that I think and excites me about that is magical is right now, as much as I love the app marketplace and as much as I love that we can integrate with 250,000 bazillion different tech stack pieces, Each person that creates their app integration creates it to work in a different way. And Mm -hmm. so each time I teach somebody to integrate an app, I've got to teach them how that app creator made the app integration go. And so data sync is like, no, here's how you integrate and every integration feels the same because it's HubSpot saying, here's the steps that you have to go through. Here's the UI that it is. And so it takes this, what was once a scary dark, confusing place to take onboarders through and say actually like you got both but this is a really easy way to do it and so for me i'm super excited about DataSync, which is actually like an exact opposite of zapier because DataSync is 50 bucks a month no matter how many data syncs you add to your portal and you don't have the problem of ballooning like you do with a Zapier or another tool like that because it's off of the amount of usage or zaps that you actually flow through. Now that's, that's, I'll get off my soapbox. So, no, fair, so fair, fair,
2: fair, fair. And, and he, so the, the, the problem for me is when, when there's the critical mass, I mean, for those of you that don't know, basically what data is, HubSpot bought PiSync in 2000 in November, 2019 uh, PiSync, which um, was a, you know, an, an excellent iPaaS integration platform as a service. For those of you that don't know what iPaaS is, um, and and that's basically Datasync. Now, um, PySync works with hundreds of, and now we're at thirty, and, and I'm sure that that number is going to grow. I'm sure that, that, that that's going to pass on. And so and so a, as that moves in at fifty dollars, if, if if in fact it does everything that PySync does, and it does it at fifty dollars. Then, then yes, that is something to be unequivocally excited about. W- but but it's not there yet, okay? But it's not there yet, right? Um, I don't want you to get too excited about my positivity today, George. Um, I'm digging your positive. I'm like, right? yes, yes, you've got um, it in the right direction. You know, but, you know, n- knowing, knowing the underlying cost drivers of those tools, I find it, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I, I will mark down right now. I absolutely positively hope I'm wrong, but, but color me skeptical that I'm going to be able to have hundreds of with with, with millions of records because remember when we're talking about data sync we're not talking about just contact records it's you know every record and right it, for that to come in knowing what those calls are and and all those things that happen you know my, my sense is that we're going to have a starter level data sync a pro level sync and an enterprise sync that that that's what if, if I were a betting man I kind of a little bit am Mark, that, that's where I would that that's where my bet would be yeah. but but I hope
3: I'm wrong. So yeah, I mean the, but the other thing too is like it's it's yeah it's iPass, but it's iPass with a database that's gonna hold a lot of all this historical information of all the stuff going on. And then when you pair that with list what, segmentation what passed, and workflows, what, you can trigger all this like it there's so much more you can do in on, the back end. Well,
2: I'm I'm not I'm,
3: I'm i know, I'm, I'm, when you said it's just iPass, it's not it's just iPass. iPass, it's it's iPass paired with all these other things put together that really is where the magic comes from
2: again i'm not trying to so, so like my pet peeve right now and this isn't personal here it's like the uses of, of this word game changer when we're still playing the same game you know data cleaning i'm excited about that and in fairness we should give we, we i hope it's okay that i call it a hubspot partner who's been tremendously supportive of the community incycle has been doing that um, for years Incycle does a great job of that in, and and in Incycle pr- provides a broader solution to that. Not not against bringing that in. And, and this kind of goes to my, you know, like if if this had been announced as an add-on, if this has been like I, w- I would be excited about it. I can't get past the fact that what you know to, to get access to the tool, what you know, is 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 that equitable. But but Max, my question to you is it is basically PySync and HubSpot. And right yeah. now it's less than PySync and HubSpot because it's only 30 applications. Right. Yeah. So but when I used PySync in November 2018, it was iPass with a database.
3: With when you used it with HubSpot?
2: Yeah. But yeah. but if I use it, but if I use iPass with it, so so let's say I use a different iPass with HubSpot. It's iPass with a with a database. With workflows with, with, with.
3: Yeah, and it's a it's a it's another it's another tool that you have to get support from like another team on right so it's like uh, there's value in consolidating it too i'm i'm, I'm
0: not, I, I, I'm, not I, again, I don't, I'm not i agree here. with
3: you i think we're arguing kind okay. of the same thing here
0: so so let me pause you guys uh, hi dan welcome to the podcast <laughs> so, i did I, so dan, i'm just enjoying hey, it you chose this so,
2: subject so, george so, so dan <laughs> here's
0: the thing first of all viewers listeners i'm gonna go to dan he's actually gonna be like the last piece of this of what excites him because believe it or not and i know you believe it because you've actually been listening for a while we've reached our time like actually, we're almost on the verge of like being oh over God. our time. I feel like this this should have like a part two next week because we literally haven't gotten to like what wish list items. Which Doug, I know that you could probably fill a whole episode of wish list items, right? Uh, what, what would you say to those who are wondering if operations is for them or not? Uh, we have, you know, some use case examples would be great. We just don't have time for all that. So again, I think next week will probably be a part two. Uh, we'll dive into some of these other questions. I would love for anybody to hit us up on the socials with questions they have on this episode. Uh, but Dan, hmm. in closing, it's like, first of all, I'm, I i can't wait till this is over. Just so I can ask you the question, what'd you think of that? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'll
1: <laughs> tell that. you right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do that. So, A, what did you think of being on the spot uh, and then close out with like your thoughts of what are you excited about operations hub?
1: So my thoughts on being on the, the spot um, it's better than just listening. Cause as I listen and I want to like jump in and argue and I'm like, what, but what about, and now I, I can. And so here I am. So I love it. So thanks for the time. Um. So one real quick thing I, I thought of when you guys were talking, what I've always loved about HubSpot is, and then what I've said to people too, is I think that HubSpot is really, really great at being broad on some stuff, but when you want to go really deep, you may have to get a different tool. And so when people ask me about things like a social tool, well, should I use Hootsuite or should I use HubSpot? Or like we talk about SEO, like, well, can HubSpot basically take the place of my, you know, Moz or SEMrush S- S- or whatever? And it's like, well, HubSpot will help you to a point, but then sometimes you go deep, you got to go somewhere else. And so I, I look at like this data sync as can you find something that goes deeper and works more, more better. Well, that works better as something. Yeah, quite possibly. I agree with Doug. You, this is a, is a good broad solution right now. Will it go deeper at some point? Possibly. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think I go back to what Doug said earlier. I'm really excited about the workflow freedom that this gives us the custom code. I am not a code cowboy as our developer Russell says, um, but this seems like it's gonna be really, really powerful. And I think that, George, to back up what you said, as a partner, this excites me because that gives us an opportunity that yeah, I can remember back when I was just a marketer at a mortgage company and I used HubSpot and this would have, I'd have been like, nope, I'm out. I don't, I have no idea what the hell any of this does. I'm done, I'm just, I just wanna make my workflows, email my people and give me notifications and I'm good. But now I would be able to turn to a partner like imagine or like impulse and say uh help me i want to do this really cool thing and you'd be like yeah here you go so that freedom and that power really does excite me
0: freedom and power that's where we're going to end it doug we're going to end it on freedom i'm excited power. about freedom and power too yeah freedom. i like i like both of those so here's the thing you know the rigamarole like if you uh want to get into the conversation make sure you hit us up uh dan give him your twitter handle actually real quick
1: yeah, super easy. You can find me at Dan Moyle, M O Y L E on all there of the you, socials.
0: There you go. And of course, at Doug, Davidoff, at max, Jacob Cohen, and at George B. Thomas hit us up with hashtag Sprocket talk, hashtag the spot podcast, and let us know what you think. And I'm serious next week. We're going to do a part two, which scares the crap out of me. Cause Doug actually has time to think about it, but we're going to do a part two on operations Good. hub and we'll see you in the next episode.